3: Yeah! Roars!
2: Roars!
1: Roars! I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh,
2: you Emily, gotta no. do better than, than, than that, ammo. No, no, no. Hers was the best. Don't change anything.
1: Roar! <laughs> I can't. That? I can't. You,
2: you sound like
3: a like, injured, like a, like a like,
2: yeah, like a sick or dying
1: calf or something. I don't know. We have voices, you guys, so it's really Roar. hard for me to get there.
3: No, the best <sighs> thing is. <laughs> you know what you sound like? I you, love you. You, you. My daughter, she's 12. When she imitates the dumb boys at her school, which is essentially all the boys, yep. you sound kind of like Emily. Her voice is always, yeah, dude. All right, bro. Head on over yeah. here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: her vo- that's her voice for every dumb boy. Emily, don't change that. If you can add it to when Trav comes back, let's keep that. It's got to be a drop now. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. Let's keep that we thing going. We have Jorge here to do some drops
2: exactly. for us. Exactly. I'll do it right now. One more. It's better than the clap. Well, the clap, the clap is. <laughs>
1: The clap plays <laughs> Travis
2: because Travis is the one that actually roars there. All right. Good morning to everybody. Uh, what is going on over <laughs> here? <laughs> where, where the- sorry, yeah. because- hold, on, hold on. Let me get it clean. Go ahead, Emily.
1: <laughs> there it is. It's,
2: it's
1: so delightful.
2: It's like she's standing in the corner, somebody doesn't see her, and she jumps out and tries to scare them.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's like, the no, exact it's like week. Boo in Monsters, Inc. Yes. That's exactly what it is.
2: Uh, we're going to break down Emily's roar for about a half hour. Uh, we're going to do that the entire time. Okay, we got a lot to go. We Literally, today <laughs> is, is August. <laughs> well, for August, this, is, um, this week actually has been pretty busy with a lot of stuff going on. So the trade deadline obviously ended yesterday. Um, the Dodgers did not make a big splash that I think a lot of people were hoping for. Got some interesting stuff around the Lakers as well. Uh, Cooper Cup, hamstring issue, so we're getting to some of that stuff as well. Um, and then we got Ask, Ask M coming up at 1045. She's going to the Taylor Swift concert on Saturday. I, AK, if this is not, if I don't get 48 questions about just the concert and her setup and how she starts her day and what Friday is going to look like leading up to Saturday and what happens on Sunday—that's kind of all I'm looking for in this Ask Game coming here, up at i I'll be here, but you know? oh, I won't be here. Oh, Emily is
1: <laughs> Emily's so
2: checked out on she Friday's gone, show. She should be gone by tomorrow.
1: I would have stayed up all Thursday night watching live streams of Taylor Swift's concert from SoFi Stadium. Fourteen. Yep. Hey.
2: Fourteen. Are we starting we a new? Day, yeah. Are we or? starting a new one? Put it on the side.
1: All right, so we so have one. a run in total, but then <laughs> so we also let see if
2: she beats what she did yesterday.
1: Okay. I likely will, because I think we started too late yesterday.
2: Went to the bank yesterday. Went How'd to go? Went to go get everything. U.S. Bank, to be exact. U.S. Bank, <laughs> to be exact. Oh, <laughs> um, your social security number was 666666?
1: Uh, six, 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 six. The
2: 6 was right in the beginning. Uh, so now all you got to do is figure out the rest of the numbers. So I, I was mentioning it yesterday. Someone's <laughs> turning into Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> that meme with all the numbers <laughs> around <them. laughs> I was uh, mentioning it yesterday. So I, I had little fraud issue going on with one of my accounts. I said I was going to have to go to the bank, and I had never kind of run into this before. So it's the first time that I've actually had fraud on one of my accounts. You were telling me, I think you said that you have know some people have had it, I have, and it's really I have family bad.
3: members who've been through it. It's a yep. real
2: hassle. So I get to the bank. I have a... Did I? No, this was not. It was not actually a scheduled appointment because I couldn't get through on the phone. You're Alan Sliwa. You don't need to make a scheduled appointment. Definitely need to make an appointment. So I walk into the bank and it's about... Just walk in carrying How, one of how your long bandies. do you think it took? How long do you, how long do you think it took? I'd um, probably say, Sir, what is this? I <laughs> would <laughs> say, well, every year we do an award show at seven ten where we actually give ourselves awards. <laughs> and I won!
1: <laughs> I won. <laughs> uh
2: how long do you think it took? I'm gonna say two hours. What do you think? What do you think, Warrior? About an hour fifteen. Okay. Three hours. About an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I think actually it was I think that's kind of what I was thinking.
1: So it's the length of Barbie, not the length of Oppenheimer.
2: The length of... Yeah. I mean, if it took me the length of Oppenheimer, that's all... that's all day. And maybe it only took that long because they only had that much time before the bank actually closed. Maybe it was like, hey, we actually have to finish this thing up. If it's the length of Oppenheimer, you know what? Keep the money, man. Okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. By, by the I'll, way... I'll find another resource. By the way, how random is this? The bank that I went to, this is not like a just standalone bank. It's the bottom of a big building. Okay? Okay. No air conditioning for the whole building. The building went out. The AC, the AC had just gone out. So I walk into you know the building, and it's like the perfect time of the day where the sun is coming in on the on the glass and everything else. I come in, I'm like, what the hell is going on in? That's here? why it
0: took an hour and a half. They were rushing you out of there, <laughs> bro.
2: Everybody's like, you got like shirts buttoned to here. Forget the tie and everything else. For those who are workers there, fans doing everything they can. A little brutal in there. Not kind of gonna lie, a little brutal, a little August heat in uh, the Pasadena Look area. A dystopian bank going on right now. It's a bank it actually, from the bleak future. It's actually a black market bank. It actually had nothing
1: to do with an <laughs> ATM
2: card. Nothing.
1: Or they're trying to sweat you out. Make sure you're really uh, trying for. They're not the fraudster yourself,
2: sir. Here's your currency. You're gonna have to convert it somewhere else. That's that's actually pretty fun. They don't know if I'm the fraudster. They have to like this is a, a setup that they have. Meet Anthony over there in the corner. Who? Anthony will take care of you. Did, Anthony will take care of you. When they were you. fixing your stuff and they were Tony. like, Mr. Sliwa, <laughs> Tony, were they, were they
3: giving you like a wink when they called you Mr. Sleewa? Like, okay, Mr. Sleewa. All right, sure. So fraud, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, it's- Do you have insurance for this? <laughs> so like, what do you- It's standard when we fix your fraud <laughs> that the
2: teller takes a little slice of the action. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, that's awesome. It's literally a full black market at a well-known <laughs> bake. I'm trying to give cash under the table. Like, let's say we don't tell anybody about this. Sir, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Um, all right, let, let's get into uh, the trade deadline that has come and that has gone and uh, kind of break down what happened to the Dodgers. What a weird day. When, when you and I left yesterday, um, still quiet, right? Verlander had just gone. By the way, Angels just give up. Looks like a three-run homer. They're playing the Braves right now, so they're down three-nothing. Um, the Verlander ends up going to the Astros and now the question is the question just basically becomes alright is Oof. there really any pitching left out there for them to try to get who was that Cunha
3: no it was a G well it might have been a Cunha it
2: was Giolito who threw that pitch mm. that was a bad pitch he just threw my favorite is when I don't think there's anything more baller in baseball when yeah it was a Cunha when you know it's out when they just stand there, they just know it's out. It's like, I have no reason to hurry. This is 415 feet out. I literally have nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, Chialito just gave <laughs> up
3: a double mm-hmm. after this home run. When he threw that home run pitch, he didn't even look behind
2: him to know where the ball was going. He's like, he yep, it. I know. That's gone. He got. They got the first game against the Braves. This is the final of a three-game set. I think you were saying yesterday, basically everybody in the AL that, that – that, The Angels are chasing one yesterday, so this could be a bad second loss. Yesterday
3: was a bad day for the Angels to lose.
2: Uh, Check that. A triple he gave up, not a double. Um, Yeah, bad start for the Angels. Let's put it that way. But yesterday, we're doing the show. and In the middle of the show, Verlander gets moved to the Astros. And now the question is, all right, are the Dodgers going to be able to do anything moving forward? Mason and Ireland are on after that. And the deadline goes till 3. And we're all kind of listening in trying to figure out, all right, what are the Dodgers going to do? they got to go out and get another pitcher. And they go make a deal. They go get Eduardo Rodriguez, which is one of the players that we were talking about from the Detroit Tigers. And the dust kind of settles, and before you know it, there's a couple tweets that come out. Rodriguez has it in his clause. I guess there's 10 teams that he could say no to in his uh, his no-trade clause. One of them is the Dodgers, and says no to the Dodgers. I want to play a clip here real quick. Andrew Friedman uh, yesterday was talking about at least, I mean, there's kind of a lot of dancing around. There weren't too much details given. Um, but the Dodgers trying to make a move and a player, which is a little bit odd, a chance to go compete for a World Series says no to the Dodgers. Take a listen. We didn't expect it at all.
0: We wouldn't have known one way or the other. Yeah, you know, We thought with having a lot of his ex-teammates and guys yeah, that he's played with that... Uh, and our place in the standing that we thought we'd be very desirable, but obviously for family reasons, Uh, you know, we never got a chance to uh, talk to Eduardo, um, but we talked to his agent numerous times, and, you know, we respect that he had this right and he exercised it. Obviously, we would have loved for him to join uh, what we have going here, but, you know, it's hard for us to argue with family reasons. I read an article um,
2: on the other side of it from the Tigers, just kind of curious to see. And there was a lot of, man, you you can't be any more, just no details given. It was very, very just kind of top-level service, no details. And here are the Dodgers now. Uh, Andrew Friedman continues to say, we thought it was done, and then we learned that it wasn't. Uh, There's a quote from Dave Roberts, to have a chance to come to a team with guys he's familiar with – on a team that's playing for a championship, it's surprising. Talking about him not coming. What'd you make of yesterday? Um, first of
3: all, it's it's bizarre and maybe a, a touch worrying if you're the Dodgers to have a scenario where Rodriguez definitely, Verlander maybe, exercised a no-trade clause or threatened to exercise a no-trade clause, specifically not to go to the Dodgers. Like, that in and of itself is odd. The idea that a no-trade clause would come into effect in a way that actually hurts the Dodgers because we've become accustomed to, just I think as sports fans and people in L.A., a no-trade clause being the type of thing that gets somebody to L.A., not prevents somebody from going to L.A. Like, that, we know with Rodriguez, and there's been enough whispering that Verlander didn't want to be a Dodger okay and if it had come to it would have exercised his his no trade clause I don't think it ever got far enough for anybody to know one way or the other but if nothing else there had been no reporting that Verlander was pretty excited at the prospect of becoming a Dodger so
2: that in and of itself is kind of weird are we reading in too much about something or is there something because I'm let, let me give you an example The way we talk about the Dodgers when it comes to just looking at one of X amount of teams in Major League Baseball, Dodgers pretty much are one of the faces of the sport. Hey, if you run an organization, look at how the Dodgers do it, right? They're always an example of um, look how great their front offices. Look how they're able to develop players. Look It's how excellence
1: th- and it's history and it's uh prospects as well as top-tier talent.
2: And it's not the history that you mentioned. They got great history, but they're not depending on the history. Look at them in the last 10 years. They're always competing. They're always in the mix. A.K., you think there's a perception that players have about the Dodgers that we don't talk enough about? Or you think these are just two exceptions of two guys that maybe just were not interested? Trey Turner's a good example. Trey Turner, now I don't think the Dodgers would have offered him the money that he got in Philadelphia. He also never got a deal done with the Dodgers and kind of had expressed that he wanted to go back out to the we, East Coast. We
3: kept hearing all season during Trey Young, uh, excuse me, Trey Turner's final season with the Dodgers, that he was hardly a lock to stay, that yeah. there was a... Lot of concerns that he could end up leaving. Isn't it safe to say
2: we hear a lot of the same things about Julio right now?
3: Yeah, we do.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be difficult now in the current uh,
3: setup for baseball, where there's more teams that get in the wild card, more teams that could be chasing playoff spots. That's going to create more. That's going to create fewer teams that are actually being sellers. So it's going to be harder for all teams, including the yeah, Dodgers. This deadline
2: make. is a perfect example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: look, if the Mets had not been unexpectedly terrible Awful. this year, yeah. the two biggest names, Verlander and Scherzer. Off the market. They're off the market. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're looking at a trade deadline where no no names that people really know go anywhere. Sure. So I think it's a lot like the way the play-in affected the NBA, which is what the league wanted. They wanted more teams trying to get into the playoffs, so you're going to have fewer sellers at the deadline because more teams are trying to make something happen. You know, that being said, I think with Turner, you know, Rodriguez supposedly wanted to be closer to his family. Yep. Which is great, except it's my understanding his family's in Florida, like Detroit To Florida isn't exactly like a common road trip, you know. You don't decide, you know what? Let's let's kill a weekend
2: driving from Detroit to Florida and back. Like he's not really any closer. And 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 technically, you're kind of in a a rental status as well. Let's get more into that. I also want to spend some time on Andrew Friedman. Um, What have we made of? I think what you said was really interesting about baseball today is a lot different than it was five years ago because of how many teams are competing. And Andrew Friedman, do you look at this? trade deadline as a failure for not really going out and and using some of these assets that you have to go get a big-time pitcher. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here at Travis and Sleeva Show, AK in the House, 710 ESPN.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
2: See app for details.
1: So this song's called uh, Mean
2: by oh, we, we know. Taylor Swift. Two. A.K., you got, when you first heard this song, remember when you called me? Yes.
1: Yes, Immediately I Immediately,
2: you're like, hey. <laughs> well, Al, it was hard to have the
3: conversation because mm. I was weeping. Yeah, right. I I, I was just uncontrollably sobbing (laughs) with emotion.
2: Do you remember when you were a kid and you were like hyperventilating? You couldn't even let out what was wrong. I felt like I.
1: Here is the thing: what
2: it was, I didn't even understand
3: what I was feeling. Sure, (laughs) I just knew that I was feeling everything. Right. So in in this one
2: moment,
1: of course. (laughs) So a little fun fact about this song: Mm. this song (laughs) won her two Grammys. How many do they have
2: right now? We're at two for today? Two so far. Two? Okay.
1: Two Grammys, both for Best Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song. This song is actually, so she's never confirmed who this song Mean is about, but it's about this uh, a critic, a music critic, and analyst called Bob Lefzitz. And he did an analysis of the song later on. Okay. And he said uh, he didn't think that she could sing. And at the end of the piece, he wrote, if this song is really about me, I wish it were better. And again, wow. song won her two That, cramies.
2: Okay, Shots.
3: I gotta give and this fire. again. A
1: twenty-year-old, a twenty-year-old 20 wrote this, and he has that to say about her. But.
2: I, okay. Well, why is she paying that much
3: attention to him? I gotta be honest. That's a great line. <laughs> that's a yeah. really great line.
1: It is a great line. That but, is
2: a good comeback line. I
3: mean, it's basically it's the retort to you probably think the song is about you, the Carly mm-hmm. Simon, you're so vain. Uh-huh. Like Warren Beatty could have just shot back, well, if it's about me. Okay, why Although did that she, song's which so good. Song? Why, you can't say that about yourself. Why your would she <laughs> care so
2: much about this guy's opinion?
1: Because she was 19 at the time. She Whoa. was a kid. Mm. And this person is eviscerating her in all these different places. And it just sometimes, I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but yeah. there are certain people on social media that just get under your skin no matter how hard you want to ignore them, yep. no matter how small they might be to your life. Just get under your skin. And she has the ability to write about it if she wants to. Yeah.
2: Yeah, every time Travis sends out a tweet, it's just like this mother. Okay, I I asked this question,
3: Taylor, with all respect. I mean, about Taylor to you, Mm -hmm. Emily, with all respect to both of you and acknowledgement, I think she's very, very talented.
1: Is
2: she too sensitive? She,
3: because she
1: actually says that in a song. She's like, "I'm so sensitive. I'm so. I'm too soft." Bro, for listen
2: all to of it. the lyrics. She says it in a song.
1: She's aware <laughs> that she's very sensitive. Because I, but there are some sensitive people in the world. I, no, no.
3: Look, I, there is nothing wrong with being sensitive to a point. Like it's yeah. good for people to be in touch with their own emotions, with their own feelings. Like it's okay. It's okay to be hurt by things. I ask this just because. My God, if you ever cross Taylor Swift. Yeah, be careful. It seems like she's out to wreck your life.
1: Okay. Hey, but gets like, her ever a lot of money, gets her a lot of awards. So
3: Again, she's super talented. I'm not, I mean
1: I think it's also you know, probably a play.
3: And her str- look, her strength is her lyrics above everything yeah. else. Like she is more I think she's more talented as a lyricist than she is a song.
2: a hundred percent. I'm, still, I, most, I'm still most impressed by the guy that critiqued her and then got a song written about him. And she won the Grammys. What were you doing at twenty?
0: She was winning Grammys. (laughs) but
2: And he critiques him and then says at the end, well, if you're going to write a song about me... Do better. Do better. And again. Do better, Delta. Two Grammy (laughs) award-winning (laughs) songs. Which flight was it? United or Delta? Uh, I don't know. United. Oh, it was United. Do better. All right. Do better. That's Um, your Taylor Swift um, All right. There's our Taylor Swift update. By the way, 1045... We're doing an Ask M. Em. M's going to the concert at SoFi this coming Saturday. She's already kind of given us a little bit of details of how the day's going to be. So hopefully, all the Ask M questions are Taylor Swift related, um, and not literally about Taylor Swift, but more about what her next couple of days are going to be like. Already got a few good ones, so you can add them in there on uh, on Twitter. Um, lot of heat. I, I, you kind of tell me Andrew Friedman's getting a pretty decent amount of at least you know reading a couple articles in the L.A. Times, um, getting some people's thoughts. I mean Plashke put out something that um, just the the fact that he did not improve the starting pitching for a squad that is so desperate for starting pitching. Uh, here are the Dodgers. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. If they didn't maybe have such a great hundred plus games. <clears throat> Maybe great's too aggressive of a word. It's been good. But when your pitching is that bad and you're still ahead of the division in the NL West, especially with some teams that you thought would be more competitive, when you have the second-best record in the National League, I think they're having a pretty damn good season. But I think the question is, can you really make noise with the pitching staff that you have? And Andrew Friedman, um, as much heat that at least he's getting, he's getting a little bit of pressure right now – I want you to take a listen to this because he's talking about how the trade deadline today is just different since the playoffs have expanded, since more teams are in the mix, something that you were talking about a little bit a little bit earlier. Take a listen to Andrew Friedman.
0: Anytime uh, you're going through this and we've targeted high end guys a lot of deadlines, sometimes aren't down, sometimes it hasn't it when it doesn't, but of course. You wanna do that. Uh, we're all really competitive and so you want that to happen. Uh, but, you know, we knew that this year there was a smaller number than there typically is for various reasons, but there were, you guys, it fit really well that we aggressively pursued, and, you know, that's how it goes, and, um, you know, from our standpoint, we feel really good about the team that we have and the stuff we have behind it. And with that said, you always want to feel even better. You feel really good about where they are? Seems a
2: little... I, I think you can make an argument either way. I think they're in a good
3: place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can argue that they've overachieved. You know, heading into this season, there were not huge expectations for this team. If anything...
2: Compared to previous expectations. Right. I mean, yeah. if anything,
3: people thought this was going to be one of the rare years over like the last 10 or 15 where the Dodgers didn't, you know, not just win the NL West, but dominate it. Sure. Their, uh,
2: when their last three years win totals are... 105, I think, was the worst.
3: Right. Um, I think there's there's like three potential possibilities mm-hmm. in terms of the Dodgers and Andrew Freeman's approach at the deadline. One that I think is fairly unacceptable and a bad reason, and I want to make it clear. I don't know which of any of these is the actual reason, but these are the three things that pop out to me that could explain it. One, and this would be the worst, Mm-hmm. They don't want to make any type of financial commitments because they're keeping everything clean and flexible for Otani. And to me, unless you pretty much damn sure know that guy's going to be there, like you know from your back channeling, we got him, that's a bad reason. So
2: e- Eduardo Rodriguez had a player option at the end of this year. Right. Right. And everybody believes, I think he had three more years left, but the money's low, that he's going to opt out. And so you could say he was a rental. Sure. Verlander would not be under the same circumstance. Right. Arenado would not have been under the same circumstance either.
3: So again, they've been giving indications that they would have been willing to do some type of long-term commitments. Who knows if they would have actually pulled the trigger if it had gotten that far. But Mm -hmm. anyway... If that is a reason ultimately they didn't make a bigger splash, I think that's a really bad reason. Second reason could just be what was being asked of them in a seller's market they thought was too high Mm -hmm. for the players that were out there. To be fair to the Dodgers, there were not reportedly a ton of really big needle movers that seemed to be attainable. And, you know, we're going to end up learning more about who was possibly on the block, who discussions were about or whatever. And if if the cost was legitimately too high yeah. in their eyes and the cost was legitimately too high and you know we'll eventually hear some of these details people will decide for themselves you know Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers have a reputation for an unwillingness to overpay i think sometimes that's smart i think sometimes they do cost Part themselves seven. opportunities <laughs> the third reason might just be they're looking at this team and saying we've overachieved We've gotten better success than the sum of our parts. It will correct itself? Yes. There Mm -hmm. is only so far we can take this. Once you start going up against only the best teams in a series, we feel like eventually the lack of talent will top itself out and we can't make ourselves substantially better than we are now. And like this is not the team to go in on, all in on, despite the fact that we are leading the division
2: yeah it's it's a it's an interesting spot because you said something yesterday I couldn't agree more with you talked about how listen you never know what can happen year to year if you're already in a position where you're 100 games in and you have the second best record in the NL I don't know how much you need to think about what you're going to do next year And, and I know the Dodgers are always thinking years ahead but not going out and getting a legitimate starter when you have one of the worst I, I I know we've heard this quote a couple of times. The month of July was literally one of the worst in Dodgers history. Now, can it all change? Lance Lynn came in yesterday, I think pitched seven innings, gave up a few solo homers. You're playing the Oakland, Hay- the Oakland A's, so how much can you really determine against going up against A's? But they got their W. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a four-game set coming up, and they could potentially do th- They could basically bury the Padres this weekend if they take – if they swept the Padres or took three or four, whatever the case is. Um, But it'll be interesting how these next few days, I'm sorry, not even just the next few days, it's what the Dodgers do from this point moving forward. Once the trade deadline is behind, now you know this is a squad that you have. But it's tough with Andrew Friedman because they've made also unbelievable additions at the trade deadline. They've been so responsible and so successful that if you have just a sort of quiet trade deadline, all of a sudden, everybody's looking like, well, where's the big splash? I mean, the truth is the it was a pretty quiet. Almost, the Dodgers have almost created this expectation yeah. every year that how do you live up to that expectation? It was a fairly quiet deadline,
3: period. I mean, again, other than Verlander and Scherzer, who were not even expected when the season began to be in a conversation yeah. for sellers, yep. it was a pretty
2: quiet deadline. All right. Um, let's do a couple things here when we come back. But first, ESPN, LA, and Hollywood Park Casino are giving 12... Fantasy Football Commissioners, the chance to win a fantasy football season experience, including the Ultimate Fantasy Draft Party for their ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues and weekly prizes throughout the season. All you got to do is register at ESPNLA.com. Again, ESPNLA.com. Scroll for the Hollywood Park Casino logo, and we'll see you on Friday, August 18th at HPC, Hollywood Park Casino, Eat, Drink, and Draft. Um, The Dodgers were not the only SoCal team trying to make some moves. Baseball tonight had some different opinions on what the Angels chose to do, and the Angels right now taking on the Atlanta Braves. Do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking
1: app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right,
2: ESPN LA and Hollywood Park Casino giving away uh, 12 fantasy football commissioners a chance to win a fancy football season experience, including the ultimate fantasy draft party for their ESPN Fantasy football leagues and weekly prizes throughout the season. Register now. Just go to espnla.com, scroll for the Hollywood Park Casino logo, and we'll see you on Friday, August 18th at HPC. Hollywood Park Casino eat, drink, and draft. Um, just uh, FYI, I'm just throwing this out there. Don't go if it's around your anniversary on the same day. Which <laughs> is the date of your you. anniversary. Yeah, I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying in general, has nothing to do with the story that you told earlier in the
3: week. No, you'd have to be a real idiot to agree to do a fantasy draft on your anniversary. I mean, just just a thoughtless, callous husband. Just a really bad family man. Like, who and does makes that? makes your
1: daughter go to football games and watch Nickelodeon. You know, it's crazy.
3: Well, she likes that. She actually <laughs> enjoys the... Uh, the Slime Fest, the Nickelodeon alternative NFL broadcast. She babe, actually thinks it's really fun.
2: Babe, we're going to go to dinner, but around 9.15. Here's the thing. The draft starts at 7. Look. I'm not leaving 8 or 9 picks in. I got to get all the way down. The death chart is as important as anything else that we do.
3: Here's the thing, though. Because I'm a romantic, I let her pick my 13th and final round. <laughs> I was like, babe, this is up to you. You ch- you take whoever you want. I know we're loaded at wide receiver. But if there's a wide out you want there, baby, you follow your heart. You veto her? She picks the pick? No, we're not taking No, no, her. not the 13th. 1 through 12, absolutely. But 13, <laughs> that's all her. I love that. Mm-hmm. And the that, team you know, after
1: her, to also what? like uh, a tribute to her as well. Say that so again? That you name the team after her. You know, you gotta, you have to pay tribute to her in some She way. would
3: so hate if I named <laughs> what if the team picked, after her.
2: <laughs> what if she picked at 13 and it's a wide receiver And then you got the next day somebody offered you something for that wide receiver. Oh, I I, gone. Because wide receiver
3: traded. Because I'm such a great husband, I will never even drop that guy. It doesn't matter if he's having a bad season. Number thirteenth round, he stays on my roster. That doesn't mean he's playing. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not gonna start him. My God, man. I mean, come on. Like I still
2: gotta be the man of the house. Okay, so Angels got a game going right now. They're down five to one against the Braves. Um We talked about this a little bit earlier. This was kind of, I mean, listen, all these games, when you're four or five games out of a wild card and you only got 55 games left or under 60 games, every game's obviously critical. They're down 5-1.
1: And Lucas Gilito pitching, who was someone they acquired at the trade deadline that maybe the Dodgers could have gotten, clearly not having a great showing today.
3: And again, it's... He's had 80 pitches there in the fourth
2: inning. It's the best team in baseball, and, you know... I believe that's what it says. You stole one to begin with. You thought maybe you get a split in the final two, but Angels not playing good baseball right now. Yesterday, I know we spent a lot of time talking about the Dodgers, and that conversation's going to continue. Did the Dodgers do enough? Do they got a chance to really compete for a World Series here? Um, Eduardo Perez and Buster Olney um, on baseball tonight, yesterday, we're talking about the Angels. I want you to take a listen here, because... I think both guys are they are trying to explain what they think the Angels did at the trade deadline, and both are in kind of completely different views. Take a
0: listen. They made a big mistake. They have 17 guys on the I.L., all right? When they said that comment, they had Mike Trout, they had Anthony Rendon, they had guys that they felt could carry and help Shohei Otani. None of those guys are there right now. Mike Trout expected back mid-August, just start swinging the bat. But the bottom line is this. You do not trade Shohei Ohtani, and by not trading Shohei Ohtani right now and probably getting a plethora of talent that you need, an organization that is, and Kylie was the one that told me this, they're 30 out of 30. Look, this is the bottom line. The only way to be sustainable and competitive in the American League, I'm not even talking about the West, in the American League, is by having depth throughout the years. By not signing Shohei, by not trading Shohei Ohtani and not guarantee that you're going to sign him back, <laughs> Well, it, this could be a seven to eight year That's right. problem, a major problem for the Angels. A hundred percent. But Artie Moreno, he felt like this was his one path to retain Otani long term, was to keep him through the year and then have that avenue
2: to talk to him in free agency. And I got to say this, Permanassian, the general manager of the team, once he's told by the owner, you can't trade Otani. What he's basically being told is you
0: can't retreat. And so then he's like, well, you know what? We're going to go for it. And he was the one who was the driving force behind the trade for Giolito and C.J. Krohn and Randall Gritchik. Because his
2: feeling is if we can't take a step back, let's try to win. A.K., okay, let, let's pretend a year ago you're at the trade deadline and you're leading up to the trade deadline. And you have not just the best player in baseball, one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen in our lives. All right? And... He's doing things on a night in night out basis that you're just incredibly incredibly amazed with. Um G-Lito just gave up another home run. Yeah, he's looking good. <laughs> he's looking good. A Two-run homer. Woo! 8 to 1 Braves. Woo! Um but let, let's just let's go back to over a year ago. Don't the Braves look like they're just having a good time? They really do. They were just doing the bird all in the dugout. When you're when you're I don't know what they're – they're probably 40-something games over – whatever they are, right? Um, and I, that might actually be literal. I, I don't know, but I know they're just absolutely killing it. When you're winning like that, it just how loose are all these players? Feels good. <laughs> yeah, they're they are chilling. But I'm going to go back a year-plus ago. And, again, I'm going to go back to this, the Shohei Otani piece of it. You have Shohei. You have him under control for another year and a half. He's not like anything we've ever seen before, literally – We're not talking about Shohei Otani just in baseball. We're starting to talk about Shohei compared to other athletes and other sports that are dominating the sport that they have. You also know that in order to compete, there's a chance that if you gave up Shohei Otani in a trade, you can really kind of rebuild your roster and and put yourself in a position where maybe the future is even brighter from, from a competitive perspective. Angels make the right move by by sticking this out and taking the chance and saying we're not going to get rid of them. We're going to take our chances and see what we can do with them. Ask me
3: after free agency ends when we see where. Here's another one. Yep. I mean, Dad also really... just hit a solo. Woo.
1: woo.
3: Giolito, this is not a day he's going to. They should uh, trade him. They should. <laughs> they should release him. DFA him. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, honestly, yeah, he uh, that would be enough for Giolito. Uh, he's getting the hook. I mean, honestly, ask me after free agency ends, and we see where Otani lands up if if Otani signs with the angels, yeah, then it was obviously the correct move, even if you can't understand why Otani would do it, even if you feel like the angels have not put themselves in a position where they can capitalize on having Otani and Mike Trout on the same roster. If he stays,
2: they did it right. Can we we put it this way? Because I I think, I know what you're saying, depending on what happens in the offseason. Would you have taken the risk... If you were the Angels, because you're right. Yes, if if we're sitting here at a few months from now and Shohei Otani is talking about an extension with the Angels, then it was the right decision. If he decided, hey, I'm leaving, I'm going to whatever team it was the wrong. Yeah, decision. I mean, if you're asking, but me but if would you have seen... take, would you have taken the risk like the Angels have? Because that's really what Eduardo Perez and Buster Olney are talking about. OK, if you're looking at
3: this in the most practical, realistic way, depending on what you know about Otani and what he wants, It does not look like they're setting themselves up well to keep Otani or to build their future. Like, Mm -hmm. If you're asking me if it looks like a mistake in the making, my answer is yes. I just don't know yet for sure because it's ultimately going to be decided by where Otani lands. But the Angels have not put themselves in a position of strength, at least from the outside looking in, at any part in this process because they could have gotten more
2: of a haul for him if they traded him last year then they could yep. have at this deadline they were close enough to compete this year where they decided all right we're just going to go all in they were to their credit buyers and aggressive mm-hmm.
3: buyers at the deadline which is the only way you could justify keeping otani if you're even if it's a bad idea you got to do the best version of the bad idea which is being aggressively in buyer mode mm. but no it do, it does not look like they've done this right it does not look like they're going to come out of this as winners. We shall see, but it doesn't look like it.
2: It's a uh it, it's such a unique spot cuz it's not like hey, it's just a pitcher. And you know what this guy is up let me use the Blake Snell, right? The Padres decided to keep well Blake Snell. All right, let's just say that the Padres don't make the playoffs and he walks away. You're going to get criticism because your front office didn't go get some assets. Otani is so many different levels above any good pitcher. I mean, Snell's going to compete for a Cy Young this year. That's how good of a year he's having. And you can't have those two in the same conversation. And it's you as an owner or a GM saying, we're going to give up literally something we've never seen before. I've always said this to Trav, that that franchise has not proved – that whether you have good talent, you have bad talent, you have good prospects, you have bad prospects, they've never proved that they can do anything, even if they went and got a haul for Shohei Ohtani. So you might as well just take the risk with Shohei. I mean, look,
3: here's the thing. If your organization is badly run, then in some sense, what difference does it make what direction you go? If You're going to be
2: bad anyway. Right.
3: I mean, like, if you know that they're going to do a bad job in terms of the trade if they trade Otani. If they if you know they're gonna do a bad job in terms of building around Otani if they keep him, in some respects, what difference does it make in terms of the actual decision if you don't have any confidence for them to do it right regardless of how they choose.
2: Okay, we have Ask M coming up, so can you stop making your Angels points? I mean you're literally taking away from Ask M. Well I mean there's no reason we can't do two segments. <laughs> there is no reason.
1: Or just bonus Ask M throughout the show.
2: Okay, so Ask M coming up next. Emily is going to the Taylor Swift concert on Saturday. She just told us. We did not know before. She was very quiet about it. I didn't even realize she liked Taylor Swift until now. That's kind of funny you said that. I didn't either. I thought, you know... I didn't even think of another artist. So she, she always
3: struck remember. me as more of like a death metal head. But now mm, we yeah. learn loves Taylor Swift.
2: Boy! <laughs> yep. Yep. That's going to be you at the concert. It, yep. It's Taylor Swift and Korn. I think those are the two that she always goes back and forth from in her car. <laughs> the two artists that move her the most. <laughs> I'd ask, I'm coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleater Show, 710 ESPN. All right, I like morale saying T-Swizzle. How do we not? How do I not reference her as T Swizzle? I feel like I'm in if I call her T Swizzle.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're the opposite so, yes. of for that
0: matter. Ends. Neither they, yeah, is Morales.
1: You were in in 2010, <laughs> guys.
2: Guys, I'm going T Swizzle the rest of the way. Hey.
3: Never do hey, I mention can. her without. Alan's T-Swizzle. the guy in the T Swizzle shirt at the concert, looking cool.
2: Yeah, not, they don't even let me in. Um, okay, and I'm going to start off with We this. know the ticket's valid, sir. <laughs> before. We're just not letting you in. <laughs> <laughs> before uh, Before I read a couple of these, can you just give, I know you gave a little bit of the details. Can you just tell us? What's Saturday look like for Emily? What time is Emily waking up? Does she have to do something Friday? Do you stretch in the morning? What What does Saturday look like before the <laughs> T Swizzle concert?
1: So, the next few days, I'm going to try to stay very hydrated. You know, okay. I don't want to be having any issues during the concert. I want to be fully present, all that stuff. Got to be extra hydrated it because it's going to be really hot, and I'll probably be outside a lot on Saturday. So, my sisters fly in uh, Friday morning, and they're going to. Claire said that she doesn't want me to pick her up from the airport, so I'm not going to pick her up from the airport because she wants me to sleep, so I'm going to, whatever. And so then Friday, we're going to Disney after the show, okay. so taking my sister's to Disney. Young sister Sarah's never been before. Oh, she's
2: gone. Mentally, tomorrow she's gone. <laughs> if this has all happened on Friday, mentally yeah. she's gone tomorrow. I mean, today
1: I'm starting my Taylor Swift activities today, so I'm okay. going to this friendship bracelet making slash listening party in Arts District. Okay. Um, they're also giving me away like... Tickets and clothing it, and stuff.
3: Is Taylor Swift really into friendship bracelets?
1: Yes. So it's okay. kind of a. Th- Big
2: time. Good question, by the way.
1: It's a thing that people at the concerts do. They make friendship bracelets and you trade them. And so people come out with like arms full of friendship bracelets. People that work the stadium get friendship bracelets. They give it to VIPs. Yeah, it's you should VIP know that, tent. by the
2: way. It's in our rundown. And the fact that you
3: don't <laughs> no. is kind of BS to well, be it, it, me. Well, it lets Emily know I don't read her emails, <laughs> okay. apparently. So really, what we talk about the Swifties. Right. But. As, as they are really, really protective of Taylor Swift, like they rally She's around right. her. Yeah. yeah. But they actually, it seems like there is a community between them.
1: It's very similar to like Deadheads or Parrot Heads where you're like, you have chants and back to like songs that she has that are fan created. Like there's things that happen in responses, call and response during the show. You have, you know, collective costumes, you have friendship bracelets. It's a really cool, again, I know everyone thinks it's lame, but if you like something and it's really fun to be part of a community and have... Uh, I mean, look. As we, as
2: by the way, we have very similar stuff <laughs> between the Travis and Slewa community. Right. We have friendship bracelets. We meet with everybody once a week. It's just you and Travis trading them
3: back and <laughs> forth, right? <laughs> Maybe. But, <it's, laughs> but Saturday, <laughs> Maybe.
1: I think we're doing brunch at my house, and then we're gonna go pregame at my friend Christine's, who lives closer to the um, to SoFi, okay. and probably start that like three.
3: But and it's an alcohol-free pregame for Emily. For her. For, for everybody else, they're yeah. gonna have a
1: good time, and uh, we're, we're having. Theme snacks. I'm not making the snacks. Christine's making the snacks. Um, I'm just really excited. It's okay. gonna be really fun. Uh, this is I, I, this I, is
2: like I, what people do with an Oscar party. You're doing
3: this yeah. for the concert. This
1: yeah. is
2: also like a, a Super Bowl. Literally, it's you're basically planning for a Sunday Super Bowl, except she's going to the actual. And we'll Super
1: probably Bowl. get to Sofi around f- five. Friday. Okay, th- yeah.
2: This is not a good start, <laughs> but I'm gonna start with it anyways. John in Huntington Beach of Flo- Fullerton. Swift is being asked to postpone for uh, her L.A. shows. Which item in your residence would you break first if she did cancel? What goes first?
1: Uh, I don't really even know. I don't want even want to co- contemplate it. Um, probably, I would I would probably throw my phone or something, I guess. Yeah, the but I really, yeah. I, I really don't think this is going to happen. Honestly, I, don't want, I don't want to get into the politics of it. I don't think it's going to
3: happen. I think it's actually the wrong question to ask or the wrong way to frame it. Because Emily's first reaction is, what's wrong with Taylor? Yep. How can I help? Yeah, like that's actually your first reaction is to not even worry about herself. It's what's the matter with Taylor Swift? That's the it's community. It's more of like
1: consoling my sisters who flew across the country to come see this. My friends that are there, that kind of stuff. It's it's. I feel like it would be less about me and me missing out. My
2: Francis and Glendale. Which T Swift song would you sing karaoke without reading the lyrics and still get a hundred percent right?
1: Um, I was thinking about our song because it's one of her oldest songs, and I've been listening to it since I was eight years old, so I think that our song, and it's one of her first songs that she ever performed, so I think our song from her first debut album. Okay,
2: is this safe to say that basically if you're going to the Taylor Swift concert at any point this uh, over these next, let's say, week or so, does everybody just basically know every single yes. word? Okay.
1: Yeah. Unless you're there as an, like, an added thing to someone else, like if you're not actually a fan, but everybody knows all the words. Shotgun with my hair undone in the front seat of his car. Got a one-handed on the steering you just pick random songs. Wheel. Just
2: throw another song in there. I like
3: this.
1: Heart. Uh, all right. <laughs> I like this.
3: This challenge to Emily just to start in the middle of talking, all of a sudden, start
2: singing.
1: Anyway, just some random,
3: <laughs>
2: random songs there. Um A.K. Do you have any specific questions? Any curiosity of what's going to be going on with T Swizzle this weekend?
3: Like, how long are your sisters staying after the concert? And when do you guys go get the tattoos? A month and a commemorating half. Commemorating <laughs> the event. <laughs> they're staying a month and a half.
1: So they're leaving Sunday on a red eye, Sunday evening. So uh, they're going to come to Rams Camp with me. So if you guys are also right. at Rams Camp, say hi to the Hebel sisters. He's
2: got to work on Sunday.
1: Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. But she won't be hung over. She'll <laughs> bring the glitter. She'll bring the glitter I around will, camp. So I'm doing this like, so on her album artwork for the Lover album, she has a, heart, a sparkly heart around her eye. So I'm going to do that. And so I might still have some sparkles left over from that. Nice. So yeah, it's going to be great. I have a question. Yes. What, what makes a friendship bracelet? Like how? Like what? does it consist of? Like how do you like what? What's in it? So it's it? it's homemade, but you okay. make get this like kind of this like stretchy silver or, like invisible string, and you put um usually you do like little beads on it, and then you do like words. So sometimes people will do like the name of their favorite song. So if it's like "Cruel Summer" or our song, and then that's the words on the friendship bracelet, or you can have like a quote from Taylor Swift where she says something, or. You can do, like, just initials for lyrics and songs and stuff. So people are getting really creative with it, doing whatever they want with it. But I'm going to make you guys some ESPN LA yeah. friendship bracelets.
2: Oh, yeah. We need those. I'm
1: excited for you guys.
2: Yeah, we need those. Yeah. A.K., uh, you you look like somebody that have three or four of those on by the time we get to tomorrow. They're all around my ankles, though. <laughs> 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 wasn't expecting that. She was all serious. Was it, yeah, too. big time. Big yeah, time. someone. I wasn't uh, expecting that. I
1: know that? someone asked if... I had the choice between taking you, Alan, or Travis, yeah. uh, who I would take if I had an extra ticket to okay. the front row. I think I would take you, because I feel like you are yes. a little more open-minded about, about Taylor Swift. You might be like, okay, let me see what this is all about. I feel like Travis knows what it's about, and- has already made his opinions about yeah, it. Yeah, Trav
2: would probably be angry just like driving <laughs> over there. Travis doesn't <laughs> want to be around that many people.
3: He like wants he's to leave the wrong choice. Like
1: halfway through the set because he wants to uh, fight traffic. <laughs> Looking and then for a beer. <laughs> he also would probably do impressions of Taylor Swift to be the whole next couple months That's or true. whatever. So That's true. I feel like you're the safer bet, uh, if I had nothing. Okay, to get. Basil
2: on Twitter, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song and why is mm-hmm. it all too well?
1: It, that, it's not my favorite Taylor Swift song. I do think it's one of her best-written songs. Okay. My favorite Taylor Swift song is New Year's Day. Uh, it has sentimental value to me. Um, it reminds me of my friend that passed away, and mm. we used to listen to it together. And so that's why it means a lot to me. And they have these things called surprise songs at every stop on her tour, where she sings a song that she will only st- sing at one stop on the entire tour. So... There's a lot of them that already passed because it's been going on for the past couple of months. Yeah. But there is one that's still available and it's New Year's Day. And I'm holding out that, oh. that potentially she will sing New Year's Day at a show that I will be at. So I'm gonna see Junique, so, I like that. We'll see.
3: Okay, that that's interesting because I, I had heard and apparently incorrectly that she played like all of her songs mm-hmm. at every single show.
1: No, she's she has a very wide catalog. She only sings forty-four songs. So she's doing forty-four songs every show. Okay, but there are two songs that, that she there mixes? are surprise songs that she plays acoustically, and that are okay. unique to each stuff. That ma-
3: that makes more sense because when I heard that, I was like, "Who are, what are your you? sources?"
1: Well, I don't <laughs> know the internet. <laughs> yeah, Half- I'm just trying to explain things, trying to get well, out I've, of the fake news.
3: That was confusing because I'm like she because I'd heard the forty-four songs thing. I'm like. She doesn't have more than 44 songs yeah, after like 15 that. years.
1: Yeah. So, so that
2: makes way more sense.
3: Holding that, out the New Year's
1: Day is one of our shows.
2: About three and a half hours. Does 44 songs as her set? I mean, from from what everybody said, you've even played some different athletes. I forget who it was, just off the top of my head. But Travis
1: Kelsey, uh, um, JJ Watt, a lot like,
2: of love towards her shows.
1: Yeah, people people enjoy her. It's not just yeah. women; it's everybody well, across the tra- board. In the
3: case so. of Travis Kelsey, there was a lot of love a towards of love. the performance, if you know what I mean.
2: A lot of <laughs> love from Travis. A lot Kelsey. of love. All right, Ashley <laughs> is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Find your funner state of mind with a visit to Harris Resort SoCal, voted best resort. In Funner, California, from dining to unwinding, you'll find fun around every corner. Learn more at harrissocal.com. Yesterday, we talked about Anthony Davis's potential extension coming up this Friday. Can you build a team around Anthony Davis? If the Lakers, if the best player on your team is Anthony Davis, what is that team? The Lakers could potentially run into that situation at some point. If they sign AD to an extension and if LeBron James who's going into his 21st year, at some point decides to stop playing basketball. I'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Slee with show 710 ESPN.